The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It is a crisis of confidence. While our economy may be weakened and our confidence shaken, it's time to talk money. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. And we cannot rely on quick fixes or easy answers. It's the Financial Guys radio program. I do not promise a quick way out of our nation's problems. I wish I could tell you there was a quick fix to our economic problems. With local financial experts, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To take no unnecessary trips. We can't drive our SUVs. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. We've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Ron Waskow in studio with us today for a while at least. And, uh, of course, um, usually an open mic session. We're going to get to a lot of different things. I've got a bunch of video clips I want to play today. We'll get to the phones if we can, uh, but we want to kind of jump around a little bit and do a little bit of catch-up as well. Um, busy week, obviously. Uh, huge week. I think Was it this week or was it last week that um, – uh, what's the comedian, uh, Kathy, uh, well, last Kathy week. Griffin, oh, Kathy Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Kathy Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Could you so imagine if her, somebody held out Obama's head like that? You, well, could you I imagine mean, the backlash and the outrage if Rush Limbaugh did that? Oh, uh, unbelievable. It would be, but yeah. the, 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 the thing I, I find almost humorous is, uh, her press conference, which was last Friday. Right. So <laughs> yeah. the weeks kind of run together. We've been so busy, but, um, I mean, yeah. talk about like, you know, put a fork in it. She's done. I mean, you know, just completely flush your career. <laughs> Trump, she should just shut her crying. mouth, apologize, and, and run away. I love how she – and then Twitter blows up because she turns into, well, Trump's a, Trump's a bully. How does her holding his severed head <laughs> right. turn into Trump is is, a, is the bully? Oh, they're shocked. She's holding his severed head. He's loving all caring liberals. That's what they are. They're all loving – you know, everybody should be included. Trump's hate. It's a, what a joke. They're just well. They got to play the victim card. Yes. Yeah. And that's what she's doing, right? She's like, it's all she's oh, got. I, I'm traumatized by Trump. I just, I'm traumatized. Yeah. Three days later, you know what you're traumatized by, Kathy? Your pocketbook is going to get whacked, just like every other good old liberal. That's all when she it hits about. you in the pocketbook, yep. then that's when the sad news starts, right? That's when the crying starts. Yeah. Sad. Well, her pocketbook is done. She's been dropped from CNN. She's not doing the. Uh, and to be quite honest with you, I'm actually happy she's not doing the. Uh, yeah, no, the she end was of the awful. Year she with, wasn't uh, that funny. New Year's Eve party. She, well, and New I'm Year's not Eve really... it was totally inappropriate. I mean, last yeah. year was completely and totally inappropriate. It was yeah. not G-rated. You know, there's kids watching this yeah. stuff, and and she's you know making sexual yeah. jokes. And I'm not even know, saying it because totally she's a liberal nut nut job. She's not that. She's funny. just a nut she job. She really no, is she not. Never that funny. never was. She's either. not that funny. Some of them are funny. You know, there's some mu- musicians that I watch. I know they're left wingers, but their music is awesome. But she just wasn't that funny. She just wasn't. Well, her yeah. career is for all intents and purposes is done. Let's hope. so put a fork in it. She is finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else happened is, well, Comey, huge testimony this week. Uh, you know, CNN came out with a um, their prediction, right? Comey to testify 
that uh, he never told Trump that there was no investigation. And then a day later, he has opening documents. Oh, yeah, I told Trump repeatedly that he wasn't under investigation. So, <laughs> and yet, but, the, but yet the amazing thing is the media nobody still knows about it. it. Yeah, nobody knows the about media, it. They're still running with the right. narrative I was, that there's some level of Trump collusion with, uh, with Russia. Well, yeah, Glenn, the, zero evidence. The best part of that was CNN had a countdown clock going on until, until they, uh, Comey released that document and they found out that it might actually benefit Trump. And then they dumped the clock. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> Move along. <clears throat> Nothing to see here. There was a great video that uh, uh, Liz Wheeler put out. I, I picked it up off of Alan West's uh, Twitter feed, but uh, awesome video, about two and a half minutes. And uh, maybe we just play it now because it's just so good. I, I'd like to. Sounds I want to make sure we get to it. So let me just play this clip now. It's. It, she just. She's spot on with all of. The, think about this. We have for six months now, if not more, all we've heard about is Russia collusion. Russia. Uh, stole the election, twisted the election, whatever, you know, uh, uh, impacted yeah. the election. There's been zero evidence thus far tying Trump at all to anything Russia. There's been zero evidence of any collusion. There's been zero evidence of Russia actually having any sort of impact on our election whatsoever. Not a shred of evidence. All it's been is anonymous sources, uh, unnamed sources, uh, a memo that nobody has yet seen, but yet somebody heard excerpts read from, right? Yeah. So this Liz Wheeler just nails it. Let me play this now. Welcome back. One final point before we go. Remember that time Donald Trump was business partners with the Russian government? When Trump's company received $35 million from Russia from a government investment fund called Rusnano that was personally started by Vladimir Putin and has been called Putin's child? Oh no, oh no wait, that was John Podesta, not Donald Trump. <laughs> Remember that time Donald Trump was paid an exorbitant $500,000 to give a speech in Moscow, paid for by a company called Renaissance Capital, a company tied to none other than Russian intelligence agencies. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. That was Bill Clinton, not Donald Trump. Remember that time Donald Trump approved the sale of 20% of U.S. uranium to the Russians while he was Secretary of State? Oh, no, wait, wait. That was Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump. By the way, this sale gave control of that uranium to Rosatom. You know what that is? The Russian State Nuclear Agency. Remember that time Donald Trump lied and said he wasn't part of approving that deal that gave the Russians one-fifth of our uranium? And then his emails were leaked that showed he actually was lying and he did know about it. Oh, no, wait, wait. That was Hillary Clinton and John Podesta, not Donald Trump. Remember that time Donald Trump coincidentally scored $145 million from shareholders of that same uranium company that was sold to the Russians? Oh, no, wait. That was Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. Remember that time Donald Trump accepted millions of dollars in donations from Russian oligarchs? like the chairman of a company that's part of Russia's nuclear research cluster or the wife of the mayor of Moscow or a close buddy of Vladimir Putin? Oh, no, wait. That was the Clinton Foundation, not Donald Trump. <laughs> Remember that time Trump failed to disclose all these Russian donors to his foundation before he served as Secretary of State? And we only found out about the Russian donors because some hardworking journalist combed through Canadian tax records of all places to find that evidence? Oh, no, wait. That was Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump. Make no mistake, we have evidence of inappropriate dealings with Russia, but none of the evidence points to Donald Trump. It all points directly to John Podesta, Hillary Clinton, and the Clinton Foundation. Funny how the mainstream media and Democrats don't seem to care about that. And that's my final point tonight. You can reach me on Twitter at Liz underscore Wheeler. If you liked the show, please send me an email at oann.com slash contact. In the meantime, catch us here tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. And until then, have a good night. Yeah, she's just fantastic. fantastic. She nails it, though. So nails think about it. that. Totally. Nails All it. of that. Now's All it. of that yep. in the last, say, 
Six years, basically. Yep. Eight years, yep. right? Yep. All of that. $35 million. Mainstream media, nowhere to be found. Yep. Right? Not a nowhere single story. Not Go one. back in the archives and try to find a story in the Washington Post, or the New York Times, or any publication that highlighted, talked about, or even insinuated or even that there was any wrongdoing or any collusion. And obviously, there's a, a whole mountain of evidence here, right? Right. Right. Yep. Well, that just shows you how in the tank the media is for the Democrat Party. Because had that been a Republican, they wouldn't even have been able to take a nomination for any position, let alone president. But yep. if she's a if, Democrat, they just let her waltz right through and cover cover tracks for her. If she had been a Republican, if if roles were reversed, oh, she'd be in jail. That, all that, well, that for sure, right? If if not, short of that, though, there, there's no way they would have been able to even run for office. I nope. mean. The fact is, is that she ran for office and, God help us, almost won as the presidency, right? Yeah, that's the With scary part. With all of this dirt, all of it. And the, and the sad thing is, when you point that out to people sometimes, uh, they're like, nope. I, I wrote that out on, on, a, on a Facebook post or email or, or as a Twitter or something. I said, uh, I made some comment about, you know, well, at least you, you know, he didn't sell 20% of our uranium company to the Russians. Somebody just wrote back, nope, that never happened. Look, at here's, here's the Snopes. I'm like, actually, it did happen. Here's a New York Times article. So right. I, don't care what, I don't care what some Snopes guy, 22-year-old in his mom's basement in his right. underwear, right. fact-checking stuff is. I don't care. Yeah, who's getting I'm looking at the, the facts on the facts. And this is yeah. multiple outlets re- reported that. So it wasn't like it was one fringe outlet. It was, it's, it's a fact. They, she's, she approved, signed off on, as Secretary of State, approved, and facilitated the sale of 20% of our uranium reserves. And in return, she got $145 million from that Russian uranium company. Yeah. Nowhere to if be If that's found. not collusion, I don't know what is. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and, you know, of course, the mainstream media and all the Democrats will continue to hammer Trump so the attention goes away from her, right? She's, they're not done, the Clintons. They'll be back. They'll be running for something. I saw Chelsea was on. Uh, oh, God. Uh, oh, God. She, she was on. Um, <laughs> Oh, Jimmy Fallon last night. So she's, you know, they'll they'll be grooming her shortly. Trust me. Well, I think even the Democrats are starting to get sick of the Clintons. No, no, trust. No, they won't be. They won't be. Well, she's, I don't know. She's burned some bridges. She did that Uh, interview the other day. She blamed Russia. She blamed a thousand Russian agents. She blamed the DNC for being completely in disarray. They will be back. They will be back. I hope not. I it's hope like not. herpes. They won't it's go like away. herpes. That's right. It's, God, a, it's like us. a venereal disease. I just when you think it's gone. You can take a pill for herpes. The rash, <laughs> <laughs> the rash comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We've got a lot of other stuff to get to. We're going to talk a bit about Comey. We're going to talk about I've got another clip from the uh, the mayor of London. Basically asked about what he's doing to, uh, to track these 400 basically known radicals that are in uh, in London, and he said, I don't know. I, I, well, <laughs> I can't watch His it. response is, you can't, you can't even believe his response. So we'll, yeah. we'll play that as well. Um, uh, Obamacare continuing to implode, right? A couple oh. more insurers are exiting the market. We'll talk I'll about that. I'll tell you that. what, the Republicans, they got to get their guy. I, I'm just so oh, sick of saying the same it. thing week and week and half. But what a disappointment these Republicans are. This is a no-brainer. This thing is crumbling on its own. Defund it. You know, just get, you know, put the nail in the coffin and get rid of it and stop bleeding the taxpayers dry. I mean, it's, it's yep. you know, every day this thing is around, it's another hundred, two hundred, three hundred, five hundred million dollars that gets, you know, 
thrown down the drain. Just well, they're spineless. They're afraid totally that the spineless. minute one person falls off of Medicaid, that they're totally going to point spine. the finger through Republicans in the world, and blame them. How for in it. the world do they seem to they're, want to get rid of this thing when Obama's in office, and now we have an opportunity to finally, you know, flush it down the toilet and, can't and, and they can't get it done? That's yeah. because Ryan is a secret Democrat. I'm convinced, Paul Ryan. Yeah. All right, we got to take a short break. Look, if you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. If you can't get your call in today on the air, feel free to call us throughout the week six three three one five one five. That's six three three. 1515. We got a couple of events coming up in the next couple of weeks. Just call our office at that same number to find out what's going on. A couple are client only, a couple are open to the public. Um, just give us a call. We have a great team of investment yeah. professionals, and you can always pop by our office for a complimentary consultation as well. Going to have a very short break here. We'll come back with uh, more video, more uh, audio uh, clips for you here on News Radio 930, WBEN. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Ron Waskow in the studio. We'll be right back. Alrighty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Ron Waskow in studio with us today here on News Radio 930 WBEN. As usual, we've got a whole pile of articles to talk about. We'll kind of jump around a little bit and uh, just kind of see where we go, and uh, we'll see what goes on from there. If you need us throughout the week, folks, again, we do manage money for a living. 633-1515 is our office number, 633-1515. Mark Dice, the guy who puts out all those uh, hysterical videos on YouTube uh, highlighting how foolish liberals look he goes to the campuses and asks them questions yeah. oh did you see He's that he, that he put great. out this awesome cnn uh, piece april 4th the headline from cnn everyone should have a shot at paid family leave the headline may 22nd 2017 just a month and a week later trump's budget to include paid family leave would think a good thing Eight days later, how paid family leave hurts women. (laughs) Of course. This is all within a span of two months. You can't (laughs) make this up. He's got all the headlines here. We retweeted it out there, so you can go to our Twitter feed and, and, and grab that or, or, or look at Mark Dice. Was, but, was he the I mean, one who went to the, uh, the college campuses? I sent it to you the other day, yeah. and he was talking about redistributing the grades. Uh, I don't know about that one, but uh, I'll have pro- to probably. It. Yeah, he was re- so he, he was interviewing these college students about look at you know um, we really think that you know there's a lot of students here that are getting you know C's and D's, and if the A students could just help them out even just a little bit and bring their D up, we could get them out of here and get them and no, every one of them is no way, no way. No, look at those no. people earned it; they worked hard for that A. <laughs> you know, the same social idiots. You know, they're like you know, if you said redistribute money, right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely, right. But no, no, not the grades. Can't do not that. their money. Yeah, yeah. no, they don't right. have any money, so That's they're okay right. with the money being distributed because they're on the receiving end. That's right. There was exactly. one, there was one guy though. There was one guy. I, we'll have to post it on our Facebook page. He was real honest. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm a D student. That'd be great. <laughs> 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 like, you could tell he was on a t-shirt. Yeah, eyes were red. He was probably out the night before. He's like, yeah, no, I'm like, hey, look, I'm all for it. He signs the petition. He's the only one. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah got, sounds good. I'm, I'm, a D, I'm, I'm a D, I'm a D minus. You got yeah. it. <laughs> I'll take the raise. So <laughs> along great. the same lines, uh, 13 Alabama counties saw 85 percent drop in food stamp participation. You know how they did it? Hmm. They asked them to go to work. <laughs> Very <laughs> simply, horror. they. They restarted the work requirements for the uh, the for the food stamps, eighty five percent drop. I think for the most part, you know, look, if if you if you have the opportunity to make twenty five or thirty grand in a job, but New York State's going to hand you forty five thousand. Oh right. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, know, you it's hard to, I, I know I this for a fact. I know this for a fact because I have a, a, a really good buddy of mine who runs a number of, uh, let's say, food distribution centers. So, like, uh, you know, fast food places and stuff like that. And he says to me all the time, like, there's a lot of good, hardworking people, but they make business decisions. They're making economic decisions. They're saying, look, at, I cannot afford... You know, I don't want to. I shouldn't say I can't. I don't want to go from forty-five thousand dollars on food stamps to twenty-five. So I'm going to take those. But if you just said, "Look at I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give you some overtime, which they have overtime available. You'll make it up, and you have to do it." They do it. <laughs> they yep. do it. Well, this is proof right here, right? Thirteen Alabama counties saw eighty-five percent drop in food stamps when they asked them to work for the food stamps. Nuts. Yeah. So during the economic downturn, uh, 2011 to 2013, several states, including Alabama, waived the SNAP work requirements in response to high unemployment. Okay. It was reinstituted for 54 counties on January 1st, 2016, and for the remaining 13 on January 1 of 2017. As of April 2017, the highest jobless rate among the 13 previously excluded counties was in Wilcox County, which reported a state high uh, unemployment rate of 11.7% down more than 11 percentage points from the county's jobless rate for the same month of 2011. So but I guess 11 is better than 22. But yep. as of January 1st, 2017, there were 13,663 able-bodied adults without dependents receiving food stamps statewide. Able-bodied adults yep. without dependents receiving food stamps statewide. That number dropped by 7,438 by remarkable. May 1st. Remarkable. That's incredible. Right? From 13.6 down what to 7. What a great story. By the right? way, Florida a few years ago, the same thing with drug testing. Uh, not, not as great. Not the results weren't 85%, but 35, something like 35% of the folks on welfare, when they needed to get a drug test, you know, just said, no way, I'm out. So. That was a big deal down in Florida. That yep. was a uh, huge. Uh, Governor Scott had a, a ownership interest at one time, and maybe still did in some of the uh, the comp- one of the companies that was bidding for the drug testing. So of course they the the, the left you know to twist it right into well this is you know <laughs> yeah, right. it's for his own benefit. And when when they realized that it wasn't really he wasn't going to benefit from it, that it was racist yep. and it was yeah. look we're not we stupid right. It. Everybody knows that there are people that game the system. There are people that need the benefits. We get it. But if yeah. you're an able-bodied single adult with yeah. no dependents, well then I don't know you, what to tell you. But if you need the own. system though, and we're asking you to just work right, clean the throughways up or something like that, then you do it right. That's I mean if you're able-bodied. You know, uh, yeah. the, you, could you imagine the success if we blended the two? Hey, look, you got to work for your food stamps and you got to get a drug test, just like everybody else who's got to go right. to work or not everybody, but big yep. chunk of people. Right. I have my, my uh, brother in law. He works in the automotive industry and he sells car parts. He has to be drug tested. <laughs> he, yep. that's, that's part of the deal. He knows it. Right. Yep. No big deal. Right. He's, he's, he's clean. He's good. But it's still he's got to go get drug tested. But somebody can just show up for forty five thousand dollars worth of benefits in the state and no drug test. No. Yep. Work, no nothing. Right. <laughs> On yeah. a nationwide basis, there's 44 million people still receiving uh, SNAP benefits. SNAP are the, are the food stamps. 44 right? million. At a cost of 71 billion. Didn't 44 million number, is more than 10% of our population. Didn't the yeah. number of people on food stamps double? With the Obama oh, yeah. office, oh yeah, over doubled. Yeah, it more than yeah, it went from yeah. like eighteen to twenty million to over fifty, 50 million. million. So it's it's down a bit, yeah. thanks to states like Alabama who are sure. reinstituting their That's work right. requirements. Uh, if you recall back in ninety eight, and this is one thing that, God, if I could just, if I could will Newt Gingrich back, I would do it in a heartbeat. I, I, if we could get him back to run for Congress, that's the, we had a Democrat president and Bill Clinton, wildly popular president, and yet somehow. 
the Republican Congress, led by Newt Gingrich, was able to get things like capital gains tax lowered, able to get welfare-to-work requirements. They, I mean, that was the biggest welfare reform bill that we had since they started welfare. Yeah. Under a Democrat president right. because of the leadership of Newt Gingrich yeah. in the Republican o- Congress. Obama That was leadership. Of it, but yeah. We Rolled have the it. White House, we have the Senate, and we have and we yeah. have the uh, the and lower we, house. We, and think about this: Obamacare is fall, crumbling, and we can't get rid of that. They still can't. <laughs> I mean, literally, well, not, not every single it's like, imploding. They're going to save it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that's a, right. That's right. right. The, the, the Republicans are coming out with their plan to save it. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, we can't just get rid of it. If you yeah. don't get rid of it, it's falling off the cliff, yeah. right? Well, if they don't get rid of it, they will They will get crushed in the midterm elections because people like me will just not show up to vote for them. Absolutely. I'm, You're I'm right. done. I am absolutely 100% done. Yeah, when they call me up for money, party. I start laughing at them. I'm like, you know what? That's right. Good You're money. Give me a break, right? But this is proof. I'll tell you what, and I've said this time and time again, I sound like a broken record, the number one problem in this country is welfare. I really, no truly believe no that. Doubt. It's it, uh, it sets up a system where they do not, you know, they just never, these folks will never get to the potential that they have. Why would right? they? And, You're paying but, them not to. I know, and what's, what's sad to me is is that, you know, some of these folks who might take a job making $20,000 but learn how to do cost of goods and cost Obtain of labor. A skill. Yeah, and, and, and learn how to, you know, work with people and deal with people and move up that system. You know, I always use this example of my father. My father started sweeping floors at a pharmaceutical company because he always told me stories. He's like, Mike, I just knew I needed to get in there. I'll decide I'll do whatever whatever I can. Um, as he showed them, hey, look, I can work. I've got a great work ethic. I'll be here early. I'll be here. They sent him back to school. They trained him, and he went on to have a very successful career there and put a lot of food, and clothing, and shelter on, and you know, for the Lomas family, and um, and taught me a lot of valuable lessons on you know the importance of working and going to work and doing what you need to do. But if he didn't take that that first step, right, you know, he wouldn't uh, have gotten there. Uh, he wouldn't have think about. There. The pride that he has and, and working his way up, That's right. what, he, what he built for himself and, and his, his family, family yeah. your family. I mean, yeah. just huge, right? Think yeah. about this. If you went to your eight-year-old and you said, okay, I'm going to pay you an allowance a week. So I'm going to give you $5. So $5, you got to you know, vacuum the floors, clean your room up, blah, blah, blah. Or I'll give you $5 for sitting on the couch and watching TV. What do you think it's going to do? What do you think they're going to pick? Right. And that's the choice that we're giving to a lot of, uh, unfortunately, able-bodied, single adults. And and by the way, many many of us saw our moms and dads work real hard, and we said, okay, well, that's what we're going to do, right? But if the mom and dads have taken the $5 to sit on the couch, and the grandmother and grandfather and generations. They they learn by example. Well, Glenn, too, you, you mentioned pride. Pride's been replaced with entitlement. How many of these kids Absolutely. are coming out of college with a you know a basket weaving degree that thinks somebody owes them a hundred thousand dollar a year job yep. just because? Oh they my god! Yeah, Wait, I got, that's I, it. What's your degree in business? Well, business. Like, you were just sure. taught business by a professor who never owned a business. Right. That's right. That, that's a huge problem. <laughs> we should talk nothing. more about that. That's a big problem. We got to take a break though. We're up against the uh, the clock at the bottom of the hour here. We're going to take a quick hop across the hall for the news. You've got the financial guys along with Ron Wasco in studio. We'll be right back here on News Radio nine thirty WBEN. Alrighty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Ron Waskow in studio here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And if you need us throughout the week, folks, we haven't gotten to the phone lines yet, but if you have a financial question or just want to use us as a resource, feel free to give us a call at the office, 633 1515. We have 
in my opinion, now, of course, I'm a little biased, but there is no firm in Western New York like the Financial Guys firm. We yeah. have created and built something, I think, that is very unique and special. And, and the fact that you can come to our office and you can meet with one of the tax advisors to get your taxes done. You can meet with an attorney and get your wills and your trust and, and have that stuff handled. Of course, as you all know, we manage money for a living. So that's our primary focus is managing your money and handling your wealth and helping you grow your nest egg and retire. But we also offer 401k uh, services to small businesses. That's a huge department with Jeff Fine it, that's growing like crazy. Actually, as of yesterday, June 9th, uh, as of Monday, expect the first lawsuits likely to be filed against some of the uh, the 401ks out there. Yeah, the, There's been some huge settlements, and I don't know if I can find that article quick. But Yeah, Department man, of Labor, is, uh, we've been saying this, and it, you know, it's I don't know if it's registering with enough business owners, but the Department of Labor is getting into the 401k game. And I'm telling you, you better make sure that you've documented as a business owner mm-hmm. that you've you know, you have the right options available within your plan, that you're you're looking at some of the more cost-effective options, that somebody is educating your employees on the different options available, and that it's all documented. There's got to be a process in place to say, hey, Joe came in, Sally came in, and went through this. And if you don't have that, if you just set up your 401k plan with a payroll company and you've neglected it, June 9th is the deadline. And uh, so call Jeff Fine for a free consultation, 633-1515. I found that article. There was a couple of, uh, let's see if I can get it to come up here. Yeah, well, how many business owners, and we continue to say, how many business owners have said, I've opened up this 401k plan as a benefit to my employees, right? I did it for them. Yep. And now you can, it's not just as easy as saying, well, I did it for them because they're, they could come back now and say, well, you didn't educate me. I'm not retiring. I don't have enough in my plan because I didn't know. All, nobody came in and told me about any of this stuff. And, of course, the business owner is going to say, I did this as a good thing. I meant this to be a good thing. I meant this to be a benefit. And now they're going to be the ones uh, you know, coughing up the money. So, look, if you're a small business owner out there, head of human resource, you know, we're an independent firm. We work with almost every 401k plan out there. Use us as a resource for sure. Six three three one five one five. Mike, listen to these numbers. Lockheed Martin paid a record sixty two million in twenty fifteen for uh, lawsuits from settlements from uh, the retirement plans. Oh my god! That same year, Boeing paid fifty seven million. Wow! Now this new DOL rule basically is a gift wrapped in a box to the trial attorneys of America. Right. To go basically yeah, they don't shake have down, to sue, right? Yeah. Well, so. they've already shaken down the medical industry, yeah. so there's not That's a right. lot left there. <laughs> That's right? right. That's the, right. The, the tree's getting pretty slim, right? There's no leaves <laughs> yeah. left on the tree. They've so. sued every possible little avenue there, so now we got to move on to some other industry to destroy. Yep. Yeah, and financial is it, and yeah. unfortunately, it. it's not just financial; it's it's businesses in general. So, sure. most likely, what happens when there's a problem with the 401k? It's not the provider. I, I don't know who Lockheed Martin had. Maybe they had Fidelity or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not Fidelity that gets in trouble. It's Lockheed Martin that paid it. You know, it's right. Boeing paid it, right? Right. right. If, and, and you know, if you're a Boeing, yeah, like it's it, you know, it stinks to pay you know whatever it was, fifty some odd million or so in, in fines. But if you're the mom and pop dry cleaners that's yeah. got fifteen employees, yeah. and now you're looking at you know writing a check for a hundred thousand from a lawsuit or just defending yourself. And and, and by the way, if you're a small stuff. business owner out there and you say, well, it's it's Lockheed Martin, it's not my hundred person plan. Oh, oh yeah. Well, guess it what? Is now. Here's what. The, Here's what the, the here's what the liberals do day in and day out. Where is the money? And when they're out of money, they figure out ways to steal more of it, right? They don't yeah. say, well, we're going to help support the business owner. We're going to start. They're saying, okay, well, we've already gotten to the big boys, the Lockheed Martins of the world. Now let's move on 
to, to Jay's Metal Factory. Let's move on yeah. to, you know, Samantha's, uh, you know, restaurant chain. And so, trust me, they're they're not done yet. They they just, day in and day out. And by the way, <laughs> we were talking. started. Yeah, we were talking before yeah. about welfare re- reform. The Who's going to take this on the chin the hardest, right? Donald Trump, by the way, 30,000 people. Did I, I don't know if we mentioned this on the break. We were talking about the break. But Trump drains 30,000 from the swamp in one fell swoop. So he's sending, yeah. he's moving people over to the private sector off of the government. Uh, yeah, the whole the air traffic take. controllers, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. Hopefully, right. does he need congressional he, approval for that, or can he do that on his own? Because anything that requires a, a Paul Ryan to actually take a leadership role is going to fail. No, I think it does. He's a loser. Yeah, I think it does. But, See, but, that's, yeah, but, that's, here's, but as he starts to try to shift some of this stuff, right, to the private sector, he takes away the gravy train to some of the states like New York, some of the states like Alabama are going to say, okay, we get it. Look, at here's what we're going to do. Alabama says, hey, we cannot continue to afford to give everybody welfare, so you got to work for it. 85% of the people say, ah, no, you know what, I'll just go get a job then. And so Alabama now is reducing their cost. Guess who's not going to do that? New York. (laughs) Guess who's not going to do that? Andrew Cuomo, right? So guess who's not going to do that? By the way, de Blasio, I look at another article here, is a climate change hypocrite. we got to talk about that. Apparently Trump are going to ruin the world, and he gets in his private helicopter to fly two miles down the street to another meeting he's got. These these liberals are such scumbags. Limousine liberals. Well, it's funny how the ones that whine the loudest are always the ones that pollute the most. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Leonardo DiCaprio is flying all over the world collecting green awards yeah. for you know yeah what a and then, fool, and then right? he lounges on his like you know how much fuel that huge yacht that he owns burns <laughs> I, know, I know i mean he probably with one trip on that yacht probably puts more co2 into the yeah. air than our the, home our the whole movie, family for the how, entire year how much do you think was wasted on the movie the wolf of wall street which i'm yeah. which he was paid millions and millions of dollars right so these li- these liberals have no problem plugging in all their electricity using all the power flying all over the world and then like you know just just to give the token uh, idiots that follow this creep uh, uh, you know here's a, here's a little cash he gets he flies in his private jet and gets off and gets into one of these stupid little cars just to say look at what I'm doing for the environment I'm going to drive like so you take your private jet with your three friends somewhere but just to appease these people, you get in some foolish little car and drive three miles to the meeting just to say, look right. at what I'm doing. At, yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. So the question is going to be is what kind of economic impact and damage is going to be had in New York State? Because Como is going to move forward with yeah. – Get ready, uh, folks. Complying with Paris. Get ready. Erie County, our very own polling cars, yeah. has already hit a whole big thing about I'm signing an executive order yeah. that Erie County will still. So let me tell you what the Paris Accord says, folks, just so you are aware. What the Paris Accord says that Como is agreeing to, that the, the Blasio in New York City is agreeing to, and that our own, uh, uh, what's his name right here, uh, polling cars is agreeing yeah. to, yep. is basically a reduction of CO2 output to 26 to 28% less than the 2005 uh, number by 2025. So let me just make that clear. So basically, wind the clock back 13 years. and Now, 13 years ago, 2005, let's talk about that for a second. iPhone, not yet invented, right? Not even out there yet. I mean, seriously, think about how far technology has come in just since 2005, yeah. uh, things like Fios and all these different Wi-Fi alternatives, 
didn't exist back then. There wasn't an Android device. There weren't these super smartphones that could do all this stuff. Think about the efficiencies and the productivity in business that just simply the iPhone and the technology that surrounds it, uh, the, the millions of businesses from apps and all that spinoff from that technology. So now what we want to do is we've got to go all the way back to 2005, and we've got to figure out what that emissions level was, and we've got to reduce those emissions by 26 to 28%. 13-year-ago levels, and we got to do it in the next seven years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously? Now, now meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile. What's China and India doing? Now, mean, yeah, nothing, right? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. They're increasing theirs take... until 2030 or something. <laughs> we got to pay <laughs> them right. to but do it. But even still, what if, gonna... even meanwhile, if they were if you, doing the same thing, if, even if, if they were going back to the same levels, yeah. what are we going to do? Are we going to ride our bikes to work? <laughs> all as I mean, it would seriously. take, though. All as it would take, if you look at the numbers, all as it would take would, would be some cows to have a little bit extra gas. Right. And and all that's gone. But right? what does so this mean better. for Erie County? I mean, what right. does this mean for Erie County? I mean, is is yeah. if you're a if you're a power plant in, in well, or, I'll or, I'll or tell a, you what it a means. factory yeah. in this area, I mean, got to pay the bill. That, what about Delphi? How's that yeah. going to affect a Delphi? Here, here's or, what it means: they're lining whatever. themselves up for I some other County, tax, but. right? Some other carbon credit tax or something like that. That's what'll yeah. happen. Oh. And it'll be it'll be seven different companies out of you know thirty that leave the area because there's another tax on their company, and so. You know, we'll be figuring out a way. The 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 numbers, the the uh, number of folks leaving Erie County will increase, and you know, uh, uh, Brian Higgins will say, "Well, we need a little more wa- uh, federal money so we can, you know, put that nice park down on the waterfront." But none of nobody's moving back for it. No but, jobs but have we, been created because I mean, of it. In, in, unless we get rid of twenty five percent of our our population in Western New York, which is a possibility. Well, that's a possible. That's a real possibility. But, to but be how honest. else We're replacing I mean, them with? Uh, refugees so what so else are we going to do though oh yeah because those countries are so clean right yeah. i mean i don't know if you've, you've seen certain <laughs> yeah. parts of the city but right. i can tell you that they're the parts that are the streets and <laughs> yeah right yeah. i mean come on seriously yeah i mean but i mean but from an erie county standpoint what does that mean for erie county residents what does that mean for erie county businesses are we going to face an excise tax on our property tax to fight climate change or Probably. is there going to be uh, a mandates i mean carbon limits are they going to come up with their own car what does that mean i'd like the particulars yeah. so uh, Mark Polencars has gone back to one of the departments and he's tasked them with coming out with a report by the end of this year. Mm. I can't wait to see this report. <laughs> right. I can't wait what? to see the projections and the proposals from this government department as to what they expect to do and how they're going to close this gap. Yeah, we will do that. probably a whole month full of shows on this in, this, in, in January when they come out. Eerie, I can't eer, wait to see an it. An Erie can't County wait. tax to drive your automobile. That's where it's going. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. Oh, you want to register your vehicle in New York State? Okay, well, here's the little monitor because here's the number of miles you get, right? That's right. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, by the way, the way, way Oregon. It's why, by the way, I got a ticket this week for uh, again. Well, no, not Talk a speedy cell phone. No, come not on. a speedy ticket. I forgot to. Re- <laughs> my bad. I, my registration was two weeks late, and I didn't think about it, and I got pulled over. Totally my bad. But I'm thinking to myself as I'm getting pulled over, now I've got to waste my time. I, I you know, went online, re- redid it. You know, my bad, right? I, so it's not like I didn't deserve it, right? But I've got to go into court now later this month and say, look at here. So, so i got to waste an evening. I'm thinking to myself, you know what's funny is like in a state like Florida, I wouldn't have to deal with this garbage because this is done like every five to ten years as opposed to every what seems to be 12 months, right? And then I'm thinking to myself, gosh, you know what's funny is some crack addict is selling heroin to a 12-year-old on the east side. That's right. And I have a police officer who is a good guy, real good guy, doing his job, nothing against it. But shouldn't those resources be spent somewhere else in this state? Wouldn't we be better off 
registering our vehicles every 10 years and uh, leaving the people money. alone as a, and, and sending that police officer down into an area where we might be able to stop little Billy, the 15-year-old, from buying some heroin? Just yeah, a, little, just a little, thought. Little, little Billy can't pay the fine. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, exactly. it's, and I, you know, it's just too bad because it would be nice if they gave you a warning. You know, here's a going to give you a warning yeah. and I write this down. Well, no, it shouldn't and, even be that. It, look, it, you know, in in, in, in uh, using Florida as an example, and by the way, the roads are better there. Uh, the oh, God, air yeah. seems to be cleaner there. So, but you don't have to inspect your car. You know, there's nobody That's babysitting right. you every five minutes. And uh, by the way, it's one license plate as opposed to two. You get your sticker. I think it's either every five yeah. or ten years as opposed to what is it here? Every year or two years or something like yeah, that. Something yeah. like two that. years. Yeah. Every two Re- years. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It's the ba- But again, and it's never enough for them, right? It's never enough. Now they're going to run Uber through the Department of Motor Vehicles. Where do you That'll think go that's going to go? Right. That's yeah. going to go. They're going to mess that up. Like they've done everything else, and it's going to be twice yeah. as expensive to get an Uber as it is a taxi. And nobody's going to use the darn thing. Well, watch right. well it'll be this, it'll be the same as taxes. It'll be yeah. right now in other states. Like I flew into Houston recently, yeah. and I got there. I had to take if I had taken a cab from where I was going across the city, it would have been a hundred bucks. Yeah, I yep. took an Uber. It was thirty five dollars. Yeah, yep. so I got there and back for basically sixty seventy bucks. Yeah. Right on time, clean vehicle. On right? time, clean vehicle, yep. personal vehicle, the whole yep. thing. If I had taken cabs, it'd been one hundred fifty dollars, or or maybe even more. Yeah. Um. It, it. You know. So again, New York, they got to get the government involved. They just right. can't. This is the problem with liberals in general: is they just don't trust or believe in the free market. They don't. Yeah. They think that the free market inherently is evil. That the free market is full of greed. And I love Milton Friedman's response. Maybe we'll play a clip from that later. You know, who's not greedy? Is Obama not greedy? He's got mansions all over the place, right? Yeah. Who's not, who in this world does not look out for their own self-interest? Yeah, we all Obama's do. Obama's doing Human it to nature. help the little guy. But why is government more pure and altruistic than the private sector? Why is somehow you go into government and you're pure as the driven snow, yet if you're in business, you're this evil guy who's ripping off the yeah. little guy? I mean, yeah. it's a joke. Well, I mean, you look at something like a Maxine Waters, right, one yeah. of the most corrupt, listed yeah. as one of the top ten most corrupt uh, ethically challenged Congress people. Yeah. Is she not greedy? Yeah. Of course what she's about, greedy. What about Al Sharpton, who owes $6 million to the That's IRS? Right. Is he not greedy, right? You right. know why? I'll tell you the number one reason. It's a lot easier to steal other people's wealth through the government than it is right. to actually yeah, go and earn it citizen. yourself. Because there's right. no accountability it when you're in government. It is so hard but they to don't a trust and be successful with it. And they it don't is trust so much the private easier sector. to just steal from, from others who have already done it. Absolutely, but they don't trust the private sector. They feel like if the government is not heavily involved, if it, if the heavy hand of government is not tipping the scales in some way, shape, or form, then somebody else is getting screwed. And it just, it's there has been no system in the world ever to this point like the free market has given us, where people masses of poverty have been made, people have been able to move into the middle class. Never before have so many people been able to increase. The, the 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 their lives and their and their and their and their standard of living like they have done in this country up until this country we basically had an elite class and a surf class yep. right absolutely now we have a middle class ever shrinking but we have a middle class there was not a middle class prior to 1776 and you know it was the king and he owned all the land and either you were a noble and you were and you were born into that scenario or you are working the fields as a peasant for somebody else. We're long in this break. We got to, or long in this time. We got to take a quick break. Um, we'll come back. We'll get to maybe another uh, audio clip here. Maybe I'll grab a Milton Friedman clip yeah, as well, for sure. and we can play that also. If you need us throughout the week, folks, again, as I was saying before, we have assembled an unbelievable team from Medicare planning. Uh, if you need Medicare Advantage help from 
401k help, uh, you know, retirement yeah. planning, Tur- distribution planning. Turning 65, planning. by the way, you need to call Brian Janik. You know, Brian Absolutely. is an independent Medicare rep, and I can't stress enough. By the way, a lot of people are waiting for the enrollment season. If you're unhappy with your Medicare plan, if you think you picked the wrong one, because unfortunately what a lot of people do is they walk into a workshop done by one insurance company. You really need to find somebody independent who could say, what do you need out of your plan? Let me match that up with the right company. Brian can do that. So yeah, use Brian as a resource. 633-1515. Absolutely. And if you need anything, use it as a resource. Anything that has to do with you and your money, whether it's insurance, financial, investment. Uh, and, again, we have tax professionals in the office. We have attorneys in the office. So, again, use us as a resource, 633-1515, All right, very short break. We're going to come back with a very short segment and a whole other hour to go. Uh, News Radio 930, WBE, and you've got the financial guys along with Ron Wasco in studio. We'll be right back. Alrighty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas, live here on News Radio 930 WBEM. We've got Ron Waskow in studio with us as well, providing some extra commentary. And, you know, we're adding guys on and girls on left and right. We've got uh, Abby Gwynn, who's been out with us now over a year, uh, Women in Investing. Uh, if you'd rather meet with a female advisor, she does a great job. She's a, a certified financial planner as well. Uh, if you're a, a, a police officer or an at risk profession, uh, John Haberstroh has got Shield 457, specifically designed uh, to understand and to help those folks that are state troopers or, or police or, or so on. Um, Tom Cavanaugh is going to also be working with yeah. uh, uh, with Tom, John as well in helping uh, Tom the Cannavo Buffalo is actually stuff. A, an attorney and a financial planner. Yeah, so. what I call Cavanaugh Cannavo. I was new. I always move the V and the N. I, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, Tom is an attorney and uh, uh, you know and a financial planner. And you talk about blending the two. We have. You know, especially Tom was on an appointment with me this week where somebody wanted to talk about money management and estate planning at the same time. And a lot of times we like to segregate the two, but he said, look, I've got, you know, some concerns with one of my children. And so Tom was able to come in and really help and bring a different element to the team, which is that blend of financial planning and uh, and estate planning with the, with, the, with the twist of being an attorney. So um, really, truly, we've assembled a team of different professionals, and they're certified, right? We have a certified Social Security claiming strategist. There's folks out there that I call knockoffs that I'll, I'll learn about Social Security, <laughs> but they're not, they don't really, they're not certified, you know? We have a certified financial planner in Abby Gwynn. We have a certified financial analyst in John Thur. So that we, you know, certified divorce planning expert. So we are our departments. We think we've assembled a team of some of the best in the area, and really, truly, they are certified in what they do. So use this as a resource for sure. Yeah, we again probably one of the most unique firms in Western New York with uh, with the diversity that we offer. I mean, most firms. You know, you work with one advisor. Maybe they've got a small team of maybe two or three people, which usually consists of a senior advisor and a couple of junior folks. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we really have any junior folks. I mean, all of our all of our guys are years and years and years in the business. So we work as a team, not because of a senior or a junior, but because we want to bring different you know different heads to the table and different viewpoints, yeah. and it works really really well. So that uniqueness has set us apart and has made us one of the fastest and one of the largest firms in Western New York. Again, six three three one five one five. If you need us throughout the week, six three three. 1515. Just about a minute and a half left before the top of the hour. I'm going to queue up some Milton Friedman clips for the next hour. I also want to tease this. Uh, if you didn't see the interview uh, with Piers Morgan and the mayor of London, it is truly shocking. And when you think about the numbers 
of, of you know hundreds of thousands or millions of folks, when you look at some of the Pew research, you realize what danger we truly are in when it comes to uh, terrorist attacks. And this mayor really just, you know, if I were in London, I'd be moving, to be honest with you, because yeah. you'll be shocked. If you haven't heard this already, you got to stay tuned. We'll play this in the next half an hour. You sent me some uh, studies the on the number of folks, the number of Muslims that think we should be under Sharia law. Really, yep. really scary. In this country alone, and we'll talk a little about this, uh, 1%, it's only 1%, said that they believe that violent, jihad is absolutely uh, acceptable. 7% said that sometimes and and we'll break down those <laughs> once in a while. Once okay in a while depends. Not all the time, just once in a while. Right? But we'll break down those numbers for you. Those numbers hour. are and scary when you scare break you. them down. Yeah. And, and and you really will appreciate what Trump is trying to do yeah. by protecting and closing our borders. So we'll talk about that and much more. We have another whole another hour to go here. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas until three o'clock. Ron Waskow's in studio with us as well. Again, if you need us throughout the week, six three three one five one five. Stay tuned. We'll get to those clips right after the top of the hour news. Be right back. The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC, Investment Advisory Services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. It's the Financial Guys radio program. I'm in healthcare. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. There are a lot of benjamins to be made right now with the biotech stuff. How's your portfolio? I'd say strong. To quite strong? Yeah. With local financial experts, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Somebody took my juice money. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Ron Waskow in studio with us today here on News Radio 930 WBEN. In the uh, the previous hour, we kind of jumped around a little bit. We talked uh, about four hundred one k's and the the uh, new DOL rules just a, just a little bit. Just be advised, folks, that if you're a business owner and you've got a four hundred one k, this DOL rule it does some good things. I'm not going to say it's all bad. I think putting your client's best interest first is the right thing. However, they left the enforcement not to the regulators but to the trial lawyers, and that's a problem. Uh, and so, you know, be on you know be advised that if you are a business owner with a four hundred one k. Uh, as of Monday, things are about to get a little bit more difficult for you, and you just need to know what those risks are and protect yourself. If we can, if we can always help you there, uh, Jeff Fine, uh, Scott Tanker, another one of our professionals that deals in 401ks, uh, 633-1515. We talked about that. We talked a little bit about uh, the Green Energy uh, Group, uh, uh, de Blasio, uh, Poland Cars, Como, like the Three Stooges, uh, Larry Curley <laughs> and Moe have all signed up now to say, yeah, I'm going to sign this executive action, the great fanfare 
that's going to direct my agencies to determine how we can comply uh, ourselves with the, uh, the the provisions of the Paris Accord, which is ridiculousness. Yeah. So I cannot the, wait the to Paris see this Accord report later this year. Just another liberal money grab, right? Absolutely. <laughs> just another liberal money grab. Here, Here's my money. We'll do everything we can to have a clean environment, which, by the way, everybody wants that, right? But, you know, for us to give money to, to countries like China when they could care less about a clean environment is a total joke. Well, and pulling out of the yeah. accord doesn't prevent us from having a clean no. environment. And you know what? He, Trump handled it the right no. way, by the way. He pulled out and said, look, we'll go back in when the deal's fair for us. Let's renegotiate. Why is that so hard for liberals to get, right? Well, oh, it's not know. their money. It's not their money, so they don't care. But, you know, what, what's so wrong about paying a fair price for things? What's so wrong about the U.S. thing not being, you know, paying everything and treating We're everybody. funding the whole thing. Right. We're $20 trillion in debt. We're funding the whole thing. Yep. What is so wrong with saying, look at China, you, you throw some cash in. You know, you're dirtier than we are, you know. But everybody, these liberals want us to fund everything, right? And the minute you say you're not going to take it away, they, you know. But what? And if you don't start taking it away, by the way, we end up as Greece. And when we end up as Greece, it's a real ugly global recession. Nobody's bailing <laughs> us out. It's a real ugly global recession. You no, know. that would be if we end up like Greece. I mean, we're gonna—it's gonna be the Great Depression all over again. That oh, would be, it'll, it'll be, be far worse. worse, far worse than the it Great would Depression. be a disaster. I far mean, worse. And the, the Great, Great Depression—you have to remember—we didn't have welfare back then, no, right? No. So uh, by people the way, actually knew how to take care of themselves. That's right. Now, yeah, you we've got we've got at least twenty percent of the population that's nothing more than a basket case. <laughs> that's right. Would, that's right. I mean, the Great Depression—you had people that said, "Oh, really? I'll have to plant an apple tree. Right. Yeah. I might I'll have sell to go pencils. Fishing. I'll do whatever it takes. I might have to mend my clothes rather than buying new ones. Yeah. I might have to fix my shoes. Now you'd have a bunch of people." waiting around for somebody else to do it, right? The other thing is we did not have welfare, as you just pointed out, Glenn. And when you look at the recovery out of the Great Depression, it was much quicker than this last recession uh, because of, I'm, I believe a huge part of that was because of that, right? Absolutely. Well, it started that way, and then they yeah. piled on the New Deal a couple years later. Yeah. That, that, that actually yeah. put, us right, put, which, which put us right back. Which put us right back. Which put us right back. That's right. You know, when uh, I still have in my uh, – it's kind of in my man room at the house, but I have a knife – that my grandparents, uh, had, when they passed away, I, I just kind of took it out of their kitchen, a couple knives as kind of a, you know, we were going to throw them out anyways. But the interesting thing about these knives, these are just kitchen knives, just steak knives, just kitchen knives. But they're really thin, and, and like thin meaning not, not like wide as a, as a knife. And the reason for that is because they sharpened them for so many years. They, they, ha they had these knives for so long, and they sharpened them over and over for so many years that they have sharpened away over two-thirds of the actual steel on there. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that, we, that's we, the, that was that era. That was yeah. the, that generation you of— become a disposable society where everything's absolutely. disposable. You don't that's fix right. it. You don't keep it. You just throw it out and replace it. Just chuck it. it in the garbage and call it a day, right? Yeah. But they didn't throw out anything. Nope. I still have a hammer that was prepared over and over again, and I'm still using it to this day. That was probably from the 1920s or even earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was born in 1901. My grandfather in 1904, mm -hmm. and so they were both in their you know late 20s, 30s in the Great Depression, and they uh, they told me a lot of stories because of it. And and you just see the difference that it makes in people today. Oh, I mean, just disposable. Good grief! I mean, if people don't like something, they just drop it. Pick. I mean, think you know, we're just everything is. A, you mentioned earlier around the entitlement mentality. Yep. It's I want my Obama phone. I want this. I want that. It, it's just there's no appreciation for the things that we do have. And if we were to go into that kind of a global uh, depression again, it would be a, a yeah. very violent scenario. And to be honest with you. 
it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out that the government is kind of geared up for that, right? I mean, yeah. the billions and billions of rounds of ammo. Uh, armor, body yeah. armor, yeah. you know, uh, heavy equipment. Agency. Yeah. yeah, riot riot gear. I mean, they're basically saying, listen, if something does happen, we better be prepared for this because it's going to be a disaster, and let's hope I, that never happens. I had read something somewhere. I don't recall where it was, but it, it was an official government report that said something like if the power grid went down for a week, in this country, up to ninety percent of the population would be dead within one week. <laughs> I don't know about a week. I think that, that seems pretty aggressive. A, a week would be a pretty harsh. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, you could go I'm a week without food. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, you know, w- there would be mass violence. So, I mean, uh, think about this. It, it wouldn't in be us. York, we know how to hunt and fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were out. We had po- we had no Maybe power for month, eight days. It was it was a short period of time, and it was a big number. Yeah, uh, it's a huge number. It's yeah. a huge number because most folks have no idea how to take care of themselves. Yeah, none whatsoever. Yeah. So that would be a disastrous thing. So anyway, um, what else we talked about the last hour? I'll, I'll be interested to find out what they, what they use. Better. I'd get more of that walleye that you make up, Glenn. There you Eat go. Eat healthier, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, uh, one of the biggest donuts. things, I tell you, one of the one of the biggest things that would uh, would be devastating to the country would be, if without power, would be the lack of antibiotics. Without yeah. without a, without a you know the the ability to produce and create. Uh, you know all these different antibiotics. I mean, think about how many people are taking antibiotics for something. Right. That that that's what would kill the most people is yep. the lack of of accessible medications and things like that. That that would be a that would be the first wave. That, and then of course you'd get into the violence and things that, like that. That and that and cable TV and Wheel of Fortune would be gone. That would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt. That would hurt a lot. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to grab a clip here? You want to? Yeah, let's, uh, play, let's grab a clip. Uh, which one? You want to play the uh, the mayor of uh, Londonistan, yes. yeah, or you want to play a Milton Friedman? Nah, let's play the mayor. Okay, th- th- you can't make this stuff up. I mean, this is really uh, just shocking. So this is about a two-minute clip. You are mayor of the capital city where... This is... I'm, just, I'm sorry. Let me just set this up. This is Piers Morgan, and I don't know the other uh, co-host who's talking right there, um, on Good Morning Britain, okay? You are mayor of the capital city where the most recent terrorist attack has taken place. How many of those 400 have come back to London? Uh, the the a- estimate is just over half. So when you where look are at, they? When you look at, well, when you look at the... Oh, seriously, How where are, are we they? letting people back in to the UK who've le- who haven't just been trained? They've actually fought potentially against our troops. How are we letting them back in without knowing exactly where they are and what they're up to? Because out of all the thousands of people that we're concerned about, surely those who've actually gone to fight are the biggest risk. Well, that's one of the reasons why it doesn't make sense for the government to be cutting resources but from where those... where are they? You're well, the mayor of this whole, capital respect, city. Where are they? Second. I can't follow 400 people. What I can do is make sure... Why, why policies, Because we can, what we can do, though, is make sure we've got the resources for the police and the experts. Uh, so it's more said, money. Well, he said more half money. of them came back, right? So it's not 400, it's 200. But yes, right. you can follow them. <laughs> that, is your, right. that is, we're not talking about, it's you know, insane. 50 cents that somebody owes you and it's not worth the tracking it down. You're talking about people's lives. <laughs> but listen to that. More money. If we just had more yeah, money. That's right. To a, that's in a liberal's mind... It's always about more money. Two hundred folks. I'll tell you what. Folks. I'll tell you what. Financial guys could set up a system to track those people down. How about this? No doubt. How about you cut your welfare and you pay more for your police? So That's you can right. Track... How That's about right. this? How about don't let them back in? <laughs> right. So you don't no, have to no, watch them. Would, I think right. That's the whole point, right? That's right. That's it gets right. better. It gets better. You got to listen to the rest of this. It gets, it gets even worse. 
Well, why can't you instruct the police? Why can't you call Cressida Dick right now well, and say why. every one of those people who's come why. back from a war zone who's in London, I want why. them followed? Let me see why. Because the Met Police budget, roughly speaking, 15% oh, to 20% is funded by me, the mayor. All the, budget. the rest comes from central government. If the Met Police budget is being shrunk and reduced, They've got to prioritise and use their resources in a sensible, savvy way. Prioritise. Prioritise. People coming back from a Syrian <laughs> battlefield. Oh, I got to back that up. Back <laughs> yep. That's yep. unbelievable. Right? We got to prioritise. You know what? 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 And Pierce asked some, the right question. Some of these people, he did. Some of these people are speeding. And that's where we need to spend our resources, not the 200 folks that have snuck back into our country well, that were Martin killing our used own to be folks. A pretty, pretty far left liberal. He's since come around in the last probably year and a half or uh. so. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, kinda. in some cases, but it. I mean, that's shocking. Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah. What What else could possibly how's, be your priority? You just had you two terrorist right. attacks right. in the last thirty days right. that killed dozens of people at the concert in Manchester and seven people in London just last week. Yep, and that's not your priority. <laughs> what is? Oh, wow. what is? Let's play the rest of this from a Syrian battlefield with intent to harm British citizens. Well, what wait. could be a bigger priority than people coming back? from a Syrian battlefield with intent to harm British citizens. Oh, Why sure. is it not the number one priority? Why are these people just allowed to come back in in the first place and then the London mayor doesn't appear to have a clue where any of them are? I mean, well, no disrespect <laughs> to you, but where are they? Well, that's one of the questions that obviously the police and security services are, yeah, but are looking the into. Mayor. But, this, this, but this chap here... Yeah, Sadiq, you're the mayor well, of London. Well, sure, but can I say, look, the three men responsible for the attack on Saturday night hadn't come from overseas they were for all intents and purposes integrated into our way of life i mean uh, just unbelievable yeah it's could, just could they have possibly been, stuff up. could they have possibly been integrated by some of these 200 folks that have come back no uh, i mean <laughs> is, that a, is there a chance i you know what i don't understand is we don't know we where keep, they are so <laughs> well they keep talking to about to tell. And, and ron you're 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 wise in, in the in some of this stuff they keep talking about some of these folks coming in from you know uh, refugees from Pakistan, right? Refugees from Pakistan. Last I checked, is Pakistan a? There's no civil war in nope. Pakistan, is there? No, it's pretty, pretty. Uh, I mean, it's a it's stable. a somewhat stable country, <laughs> right? I mean, right. why are there refugees fleeing Pakistan? I mean, I mean, I can see refugees fleeing Syria. It's a war torn. Sure, they must territory. be economic refugees. If is you that look it? At, if you look at our immigration system, how much has changed in the last 100 years, it's amazing. You know, 100 years ago, our grandparents came over here because they wanted an opportunity. They came over here with a skill. You know, maybe they were a baker or a cobbler. They knew how to fix something. So they came over here. You know, they... they went into their neighborhoods where they might have known a couple of distant family members and they opened up a shop of a shoe shop or something you could do that nowadays you have immigrants coming over here be, to sit around and the collect welfare. free stuff yeah they sign up for the welfare yeah that's some it. do that's right. some some are coming in and they do great that, that's the that's the amazing difference right some immigrants are coming in and they immediately get signed up uh by the liberals for food stamps and everything else and and but Democrat other immigrants yeah exactly they hand them out voter registration other immigrants, however, come here and they are wildly successful. Right. You know, they, they don't take the handouts. They, they start a business. I mean, there's so many immigrant business owners that have done so well for themselves here. And I don't understand why there's such a disparity between them. I, I don't get it. I mean, some are just become wildly successful, become business owners, own restaurants and this and that and the other thing. And yet some come here and they do zero. I, I it just I don't understand you know is it is it because they get handed stuff right out of the gate or is yeah. it just different cultures well, there, there they come here looking backgrounds? for it. 
There they was a report. People. This was out of USA Today. It was about two years ago, where more than half of the immigrants are on welfare now. More than that's half. crazy. Yep. That were not, that, that we're was out clearly USA letting today, the wrong the way, people. You can Google that. that USA Today. Well, that we're you clearly to, clearly letting the wrong people. You used to have to have a family sponsor you saying you yeah. wouldn't collect oh, yeah. anything from the government yeah, in right. five years, or yeah. the family sponsoring you yeah. was liable. You used to for have that. to know English too. Well, that's right. <laughs> no, that's racist. Yeah, that's, that's long gone. <laughs> English. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need no stinking English. All right, we got to take a very short break here. We'll come back and uh, I'll play some Milton Friedman clips, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about the free market and, and what the difference is between the free market and and kind of the socialist uh, mentality that a lot of these uh, liberals have. If you do need us throughout the week, folks, if you think like us, we do manage money for a living. We do have a fantastic team of investment professionals from women in investing to divorce planning, the social security planning, retirement planning, estate planning. We've got tax folks in the office, attorneys, uh, college planning. I know I'm missing a, a, some a certain categories women for in sure. Investing, vet program. If you're a vet, vet, yeah, you, vet program. you serve during a time of war, you qualify for different Absolutely. estate planning, so uh, call Jay Blanchard for sure. Yep, 633-1515. That's 633-1515. All right, very short break. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. We've got Ron Waskow in the studio. We'll be right back here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Alrighty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Ron Waskow in the studio here on News Radio 930 WBEN. We were just talking before the break uh, about the mayor of London, uh, Mayor Khan, who in the past has done certain speaking engagements with some of these radicals that actually uh, were the terrorists. Uh, one of the guys, uh, I think, was actually sharing the stage with him. But, you know, if, if they can't catch people that are doing a documentary on the jihadi next door. And you can't make this stuff <laughs> right. up. Right. They had a whole mini series on the jihadi next door. Now, are you telling me that Google or Apple or, or the NSA doesn't have facial recognition software that can simply just take that picture from that documentary, load it up into their software, yeah. and instantly get a hit That's on right. who he is, where That's he right. lives, what his background is, and everything else? Massive then amount the police, of welfare, but no The money police go and pick him up? Right. No I mean, money for this, and this is not a priority. Well, they this have to prioritize the resources. Exactly. <laughs> this is not a priority. I don't... Sewer covers need painting or something, <laughs> right? I, what could possibly, what could possibly, uh, be be a, a bigger priority than your life, than than somebody you know going into a coffee shop with a, a you know a bomb you know strapped to its vest, to his vest? What could possibly be a bigger priority than this? Nothing. 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 It's your life. It's your children's life. I, it just, it, you know, what what is what is his real intent, right? So when you talk, you know, the liberals, of course, blasting the the, the president. Oh, it's a ban. It's not a ban. He said it was a ban. It wasn't a ban. That's it's a Muslim ban. Blah 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 blah. I mean, we're just splitting hairs on on words. It's so uh, it's ridiculous. Now, uh, what do the liberals? Most of the liberals, a lot of the liberals, not most, a lot of the liberals are supporting the mass immigration of Muslims who, for the most part, have a, a very high concentration that want Sharia law. Yeah, there's, there's a problem well, in that religion, right? And nobody wants clearly. to admit that. There is a huge problem huge. inside that religion. doesn't mean every single Muslim is bad, but I tell you there's a huge majority of them that are. Right. A huge majority. Well, when you look at Sharia law, if you're going to use Sharia law as the measure stick, I mean, we talk, they talk, yeah, yeah, they talk constantly about, oh, it's just tiny little, tiny minority. Just go down the list for a second. Afghanistan, 99% believe in Sharia law. Pakistan, 84% believe in Sharia law. 
82% in Bangladesh, 91 in Iraq, 89 in Palestine, 83 in Morocco, 74 in Egypt, 71 in Jordan. Now, Jordan's our ally, right? Mm-hmm. Jordan's a friend of ours. 71% in Jordan uh, believe Sharia law should be the law of the land. This, this is, a, by the way, this yeah. is a Pew Research right. poll, not right. a not a financial guy's research poll, Pew <laughs> Research. Um, in Sub-Sahara uh, Africa, I mean, there's a dozen countries, uh, you know, all of them in the, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80% of the population uh, would favor making Sharia the official law in the country. Now, Sharia law is not necessarily, how do we say, compatible with the LGBT community, right? Right. Um, right. You know, How about this? Is not things... compatible with women. Well, <laughs> with yes, rights, yeah, exactly. Right? Sharia law is right. non-compatible with you know beating your wife. Yeah. You know, there's things That's that right. we as a Western right. culture frown right. upon. That's right. Uh, you know, substantially. That's, right. That's How about throw a curveball to yeah. the Democrats? Yeah. They're not going to know which side to take on that uh, one. But but let's talk about the numbers just for a second. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about the 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 minority. Okay. It, and these are U.S. Muslims, USA, okay, not not around the world, but this is questions that were sent to, or or or, or the 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 uh, the poll was to U.S. Muslims for this particular segment. There are 2.6 million Muslims in the U.S. Seven percent, according to the Pew Research poll as late as last year, said seven percent said suicide bombings are sometimes justified, sometimes justified. Seven percent, one percent said they are often justified. So let's talk about the 1% for a second. If there's 2.6 million Muslims in the United States and 1%, just 1%, say that it's oftentimes justified, uh, uh, suicide bombings, that's 26,000 people. Right. 26,000 people. Now, look, it's not fair to the other 2-point-something million Muslims. I get it. Unfortunately, it's up to you, other two point six right. million, yeah, two point five million up. something yeah. Muslims, to step up. And you know, you can't tell me that you don't know what's going on in different no. mosques and different communities. That's, that's you garbage. turned a blind eye, and you that's turned garbage. a blind eye on purpose. Yep. And it's 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 you, we that's can't garbage. do this anymore, that's folks. Garbage. There's no strong leadership in that community. I say that time and time again. There's not one. We'll do this show. And now one person in the Muslim community will call us and say, we want to come on the show and defend ourselves. I'd love to have them on. Absolutely. I would love to have this debate. Not you pick a weekend, I'll do, do it. That. Not one of them will do that, Glenn. The Not 7%, though, 7% yeah. say suicide bombings are sometimes justified. Yeah, you know, when not, would a suicide bombing time, actually be? Once in a great while, okay. it's okay to come into a coffee shop with a bomb strapped to your chest. Not all that's the time. All, that's a hundred. Think about 1%, all, then, Glenn. If I told you 1%, you and I fly a lot for work. One percent of the time, this plane's going to go down. Would you get on it? Never. Probably not. Never. But the seven percent is a hundred and eighty-two thousand people in this country. Hundred and eighty-two. So between 000. A, between those that say it's sometimes suicide bombings are sometimes justified, and those that say that they are often justified, that's two hundred and eight thousand people in this country. Now, one guy last year. In fact, the anniversary is coming up this week. One guy killed fifty people in Orlando. Right. One guy. One guy. Two people, husband and wife, killed how many people in San Bernardino, yeah. California? What's well, 182,000 times 50? 14 or 15 people? Yeah. If it's just a fraction of that, let's just say it's 1% of the 1%, that's still 260,000, or 260 people. I'm sorry, not 1,000. That's still 260 people yep. in this country. That's too many. 
Yes. That's that's two hundred and sixty too many. There is a problem in the religion, in the religion itself. The folk, the good folks need to start to step up and say enough is enough. We've had yeah, enough. Absolutely. They need to get on programs like this and start communicating their ideas. Yep. They're not, doing but they need that. to be calling law enforcement right. on an anonymous yeah. line, saying, "Hey, yeah. you know what? My neighbor I'm, down the road, yeah. you know, yeah. he's going to this other mo- Akbar, but next to me here is these, probably look, somebody deal. you should watch out for." Right? These Muslim, the, the, these, the Muslim group just did a whole prayer in again in front of Trump Tower. Why not do the same prayer in in front of that Boston mosque that 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 uh, basically radicalized the Boston Marathon bombers? How come they're 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 kneeling and praying in front of the Trump Tower, but not in front of the mosques that we all know are preaching hate? We got to take a break here. We'll come back. We're going to move topics on. We'll move on to uh, some Milton Friedman and free market stuff. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but you think about those numbers, folks, and that is unbelievably scary. Yep. Twenty six thousand people in this country that believe that. Uh, suicide bombings is often justified. Half it, it's of a just football unfathomable. Half, it's of crazy. A, half of a football stadium, right? Incomprehensible. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, Ron Wasco in studio with us. We have another uh, half hour to go here. Uh, we'll be right back on News Radio 930 WBEN. Alrighty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Ron Waskow in the studio here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, we're going to move on and talk a little bit about free markets versus socialism. I'm going to play a Milton Friedman clip coming up as well, as well one that's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, but before the break, we were just we were talking about you know this this tiny minority that the liberals like to paint as oh it's just a ever so small fraction. Uh, the Pew, if you go to pewresearch.org and just look at their polls uh, and and the about uh, on Muslims and Islam and their key findings uh, in the U.S. and around the world, and I think you'd find that these numbers are are frightening, to be quite frank. I mean, you're talking about 2.6 million uh, Muslims in the U.S. and 7% saying suicide bombings are sometimes justified, 1% saying they're oftentimes justified. That's 208,000 people. And unfortunately, we're not in those communities, right? So I go to a Catholic church. I'm not in those communities. But I, I'm guessing that those that are in those communities have a pretty good idea on which ones are, are being radicalized, That's which right. mosques and which imams are preaching hate and things like that. And you brought up something very interesting, uh, Ron, over the break. There yeah. was one, somebody in, in, in London that actually did blow the whistle. And good for them. Exactly. Yeah, there was an, an imam in London who was familiar with this last jihadi that— uh instituted this last terror attack and he had actually alerted the authorities and said you know this there's something wrong with this guy you know listen to what he's he's preaching and listen to what he's talking he's he's probably going to go off sometime and the authorities ignored him they say well he hadn't done anything yet so there's basically nothing unbelievable how do you ignore that right this is the problem though but this is the ongoing problem. Say, well, he hasn't actually broken a crime. Yeah, he hasn't right. broken the law yet, so there's right. nothing we can do. Yeah. And unfortunately, the first crime that they break is you yeah, know, killing 50 people in Orlando nightclub. That's right. So That's right. there's got to be some way to pass a law that says if you're if you're promoting, fostering, harboring, supporting you know terrorists or terrorist ideologies in any way, shape, or form, <coughs> that in and of itself, excuse me, <coughs> that in and of itself should be a crime, right? No doubt. I mean that 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 right there. You know, it should be at least, uh, uh, you know, I mean, if you're going to put the guy in a, if, look, if an imam calls and says, you got to watch this guy, I think he's going to, something's going to happen, then I, I'm sorry, put a tail on the guy round the clock. That's right. I mean, that's just right. follow the guy. That's right. All the time. I yep. mean, if that's what you have to do, 
then that's yeah. what you have to do. Yeah, again, Get them in, they, you know, they don't leave the house and you know they're going 10, <laughs> 10 over the speed limit, and you know probably everybody's going to be okay. You're talking about blowing up something, right? Killing a number of people. In the case of the Orlando shooting, 50 people. We need right. that information, and we need to act on it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It's craziness, yep. and that's too bad. But that guy, that yep. imam in, in London, then he should get, we, he should get a direct line to law enforcement. He should get the, you know, the, the yeah. freedom award the and freedom. the badge. That's I mean, right. That's right. This is the. This is the. I, I didn't. I had, actually, I didn't even yeah. hear about that, Ron, until you brought it up over the break. Yeah, I'll, that, I'll find an article and I'll, I'll send yeah. it to you. I Please do because that guy, you know, send this guy a, a note and say but, thank you for being a good guy and trying to help out and, and shame on the the Met Police for not getting it right. He, and unfortunately, seven people have now lost their lives. And guess what? The Huggins, the 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 loving, yeah, it doesn't the, work. You know, no, the, it doesn't the work. Love their hate is yeah. you know doesn't work. It's doesn't not working. Work. Like they're killing people yeah. left and right, and they're innocent people. Yeah, and you look at some of these communities, by the way, that step up and it's all oh, love them, and we need to think this through. And and you you're the first community gone, right? The gay community. I have no idea how in the world you're not more supportive of Donald Trump. And you know, protect you'll, you're the first one being thrown off a bridge. They're cut, that's uh, you right. know, that's the uh, I, I to how they're not supporting you know stricter um, you know uh, stricter rules on who's coming in here and supervising who's coming in here. It just blows my mind how they get that vote. How the left gets that vote blows my mind day in and day out. Really, it's amazing. And these numbers, by the way, again, these are all from the Pew Research poll. It's but not think about, think about, poll. We're yeah, not think about the, 1%. The, poll. the 1% out. of these folks say, yep, absolutely, it's justifiable to blow yourself up in, in support of Sharia law and to hurt other people who don't believe in what you're believing in. And then take those numbers and say, hey, if I told you that you just bought a brand new car and for every 100 times you drive it, 1% of the time you're probably going to blow up, <laughs> you'd never buy that car, right? If I said to you, I fly sometimes once, twice a month, if you said to me, look, Every hundred times you fly this plane, there's a high probability one of them's going to blow up. <laughs> Never get on the plane. I would just not take those odds, right? Instead, the odds of you being in a plane crash or something like you'd have to fly three times a day for thirty thousand years to to get into a, a, a plane plane crash. That's the odds of that happening. So um, those are odds I'll take, right? <laughs> those are odds I'll take. One in a hundred, not so good. Right, not so good. I mean, that's just uh, when you look at the, uh, you know, you brought up the, the uh, or I brought up earlier, the LGBT community. As of 2011, U.S. Muslims are somewhat split between those who said homosexuality should be accepted by society, 39%. That's the good news. But those that said it should be discouraged is 45%. So, you know, again, is it, are they, is it, the question is, is Sharia law and those viewpoints no, compatible a, with our Constitution? Is, is not discouraged, though. That's just Yeah, but, yeah. but it, the question we have to ask ourselves, is that compatible with Western culture? And the answer is no. No. And so it's very simple when you know, ask the question, do you, do you believe that Sharia law should be the law of the land? If the answer is yes at the border, then turn them around and send them back. If the answer is no, I don't think so. I, you know, I, I, I believe in the U.S. Constitution. I believe in freedom. I believe in whatever. Great, you're welcome in, and and please be a productive member of our society. But we have some incompatibilities here that we're just ignoring. It's like ignoring the elephant in the room, and unfortunately, it's getting people killed in, in Europe, and it also has gotten a lot of people killed in the United States as well. So let's hope that no more have to uh, have to be yeah. killed before we wake up and realize what's going on. But yeah. anyway, Sharia law. Moving on. Okay to marry a seven-year-old girl if you want to. So that's right. Yeah. All good. Mm -hmm. All good. 
All right, six three three one five one five. By the way, folks, if you need us throughout the week, again six three three fifteen fifteen. And please don't email me ignorant stuff and, and call the office and say these guys were talking about. This is all Pew Research stuff. This is not Mike and Glenn's research poll. This is not pulling our numbers out of our behind. This is going by the Pew Research poll and the numbers and the statistics be- that they came up with. Before you okay? take a break, too, if you do want to use that that uh, website, we have a number of folks uh, that may have specific financial questions. Thefinancialguys.com. Don't forget the T H E. Like us on Facebook. A lot of the stuff we talk about, we post to our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. And, of course, our different departments, whether it's uh, Medicare planning with Brian Janik or health insurance. If you're a company out there, the health insurance premiums, by the way, are going up again. I know oh, yeah. that's a Shocking. surprise. Oh, that's know, a surprise. I know many of you that tune in every week. You said, you know, Obama was going to cut the cost by 25%. You're going to be able to keep your doctor. Since then, by the way, I think premiums are up anywhere between 50 and 100%. So thank you, Obama, for that. And thank the Republicans for watching it happen. Um, yeah, you right. know, so but, sitting on their hands and doing nothing. But it doesn't mean you still can't be proactive when it comes to health insurance. So use Brian as a resource, 633-1515. Uh, Medicare turning 65. Unhappy with your Medicare plan. You don't need to wait until enrollment season for most of you. You can make changes along the way and look for an independent Medicare rep, somebody who can work with a number of companies, and that's Brian. Again, 633-1515. 401k plans. Uh, Department of Labor is getting involved in your <laughs> involved in your 401k plan. Rules are going to change on June 9th, although I saw this week that they're now talking about kicking that down a little bit further, so who knows. But I'm telling you, if you have a 401k plan, you're a business owner, and it's been neglected, use Jeff as a resource. He can he can put together a program that will make you DOL compliant. It will oftentimes give you more options at a cheaper cost. Oftentimes he sticks with your existing plan. He just starts to document the educational process that your employees are going to go through. And we did that last week where we just did what's called a, a broker-dealer change on a plan. The company said, look, nobody is helping me. And Jeff said, you know, you're paying for that. I said, no, I'm not. He said, yes, you are. Here's the cost of it. And with a simple form, we were able to take over that plan and now start the document the educational process that we're walking the employees through so really truly use us as a resource 633-1515 and uh, retirement planning as well of course that's our bread and butter the document the documentation is absolutely the key part of it you you got to document 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 and keep those files keep those records The, the real the real part of it really starts to kick in january 1 of next year uh, so a lot of provisions are going in on Monday uh, when it actually yesterday started. Uh, they are they did reopen the comment period. Uh, what uh, uh, Commissioner Acosta has said basically is uh, he's new the labor new labor secretary. So Acosta came out and said, uh, you know, all of the negative comments and all of the negative remarks that you know you have to open up this comment period. They were all ignored. Yeah. And so we're going to reopen this up. We're going to reopen for comments. We're going to see what the industry impression is, and then we're going to revise the the, the, the plan going forward. So you're going to see some several revisions out of it, uh, but just be advised that you just it's not like it used to be where you just set it and forget it. It really is about making sure you've got the right pieces in place and documenting the heck out of why you chose what you chose. And and the interesting thing is with Department of Labor, it can't just be about performance. <coughs> in fact, excuse me, performance is a is a small part of it. <coughs> ah, so it's just head cold's killing me. Um, a lot of it is, is fees, right? That's a lot right. of it is, you know, do you have the lowest cost fund? Do you have the lowest cost investment? Uh, that's a big part of it. Sure, performance is important as well. Uh, and I think we try to look at all factors because, you know, to be honest with you, I'd rather pay, you know, 2% in expense ratio for something that's going to earn me 12 than pay 25 basis points for something that's going to earn me 4. Mm-hmm. It would seem like the after-tax net would be the most important thing, but... 
That is not what the trial lawyers are looking at. So, and and of they're course looking the, at their the own pockets. Labor. Is what they're looking at. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. They're looking at. Hey, uh, just uh, by the way, WGRZ. I know we got to take a break here, but this article on WGRZ: Health insurers seek higher rates. Western New Yorkers who purchase health insurance through the New York State of Health marketplace may hope that their coverage includes treatment for sticker shock. When <laughs> <laughs> they receive letters from their insurance carriers advising them that pro- providers are seeking approval for higher rates amid climbing health insurance costs. Buffalo-based Health uh, Health Now New York, which operates locally as Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, is seeking an average of 49% increase for its individual plans and 8% increase for small groups. So, uh, And it's just not Blue Cross Blue Shield. So, uh, look, if you need help with uh, Fidelis, up 8%. Independent Health seeks to hike rates 26% for individual and 13% for small groups. So, Who was that? Independent Health? Yeah. Uh, they're uh, all, it's, uh, it's, it's our cross, plan. Damn ca- it. Across the board, you know, hey, thank you, Obamacare. 26%. That's outrageous. Yeah, what happened under the Affordable Care Act? <laughs> what 26%. happened? 26%. I mean, that's, you know, we've, we've gone from, we used to pay about an independent health of our plan for a family plan. We used to pay about maybe ten grand a year, about yeah. nine hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Last year we paid like fourteen hundred. Fourteen thousand yep. plus a three thousand dollar deductible. So we've gone from ten to seventeen yep. in just the last half dozen or so years. If you go up twenty five percent more, yep. you're going to be close. You're going to be pushing twenty thousand yep. dollars for a family plan for healthcare. That is unbelievable. Now we haven't put a single cost control nope. into None. anything nope. that the None. Republicans have done. There's no tort reform. Nope. Yep. There's That's no the there's one. no free markets yep. and opening up across border, across yep. uh, state those, those line two competition. Those get the job done, too, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, my Just gosh. Those two. That's all you got to do. That's right. Tort reform's a huge one, right? And now they're, so, now they're spilling over to the financial industry. So, like you said, they, they've, they've, they've extorted wow. the, as much money as they can out of the healthcare industry, these uh, trial lawyers. So, now they're on to financial wow. firms. Yep. Unreal. Yep. Unreal. All right, we got to take a very short break. We're going to come back and uh, let's play some Milton Freeman clips. We'll That's play some Milton Freeman clips. I have one more article uh, titled "The Left Celebrates a Terrorist Again," and uh, this weekend is uh, there is a parade in in Manhattan, and uh, you won't believe who the uh, well the the I guess the original keynote guy was. Now he's just going to participate in the parade before he was the. Uh, the, the main guy in the parade. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and Ron Waskow in the studio. We'll be right back here on News Radio 930 WBEN. All righty, welcome back. Last segment of the Financial Guys here on News Radio 930 WBEN. I will mention, in case I don't have time at the end of the show, if you do need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. We use this show as our own personal therapy so that we can vent about things that we see in the news all week. Sometimes we talk financial. Sometimes we do all shows on financial. Uh, sometimes we talk politics. Sometimes we talk about whatever we want to talk about. It is what it is. So if you need us throughout the week, if you didn't get your question on the air, if you, if you have a financial question, uh, and maybe it's more personal. Oftentimes, it's hard to answer a financial question with 60 seconds and a phone call. Uh, feel free to use us as a resource, 633-1515. That's 633-1515. The left celebrates a terrorist again. So I, I'm just shocked at who the left puts forth as who their heroes are. Um, tomorrow, to, I guess today, I believe, is the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade. 
originally Lopez Rivera was going to be the first ever national freedom hero. He was going to be the honorary uh, guy for the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade. Freedom hero. Yes, yeah, the, the okay. national freedom hero. But after massive backlash, organizers tried to save face. He has stepped down from his former role, they announced, uh, but he will still march. Now, when he was going to be the freedom hero and, and be that official role, de Blasio was still supporting him, mm. okay? So this guy, now this guy should be in a Puerto Rican jail, Oscar Lopez Rivera. However, he was released by... Mr. Obama. Mm. So in January of this year, just five months ago, Mr. Obama saw it fit to release this guy who is a terrorist. Let me read you just a bit of this article. When the fourth bomb exploded in lower Manhattan on New Year's Eve in 1982, Detective Richard Pestarella took shrapnel from his stomach to his scalp. It blinded him, maimed his right hand, left him nearly deaf. Surgeons used 22 titanium screws to hold together his ruined face. He said, this is a quote from him, when my granddaughters present me with crayon, holding, with crayon drawings uh, and are pleased to show them to me, I have to pretend that I, can, that I can see them and I enjoy their effort. Oh, he man. can't see. This guy's mm. been blinded because of this guy, okay? This guy is now the leader of, of terrorists who maimed him as free. President Obama granted Oscar Lopez Rivera clemency in January. What a This joke. weekend, he will march in New York's Puerto Rican Day Parade. Unbelievable. Lopez couldn't, couldn't Rivera. Couldn't figure out anybody else to be a freedom hero, huh? All that's the folks right. out there. Million, 300-something million people in this country. And yep. Oscar Lopez Rivera is the yep. freedom hero. Lopez Rivera was the prime recruiter. Rivera. Rivera was the, well, it might be Rivera, but I'm pronouncing it Rivera. Lopez Rivera was the prime recruiter for the terrorist group FALN, as well as a key trainer in bombing, sabotage, and other techniques of guerrilla warfare, according to his pre-sentencing report. Now he's back out on the streets. That's right. From 1974 to 1983, his group carried out more than 130 bombings, killing six. Hmm. He has shown little remorse, and last month he insisted, last month, that, quote, colonized people have the right to use all methods within reach, including force. What a joke. He was their honorary member, and he's marching today Next to in the Puerto Rican Day Parade, and de Blasio <laughs> and the liberals are supporting him, and Obama let him free. So we have a lot of issues to deal with in this country. We have right. a lot of risks and a lot of terrorists. Yep. Unfortunately, they're not all Muslim. We talked about that already. Mm -hmm. We have domestic terrorists as well, and guys like this who have who this was the leader this guy taught his followers how to make bombs that this poor police officer this detective you, you can, Richard it's, it's hard to believe that is somebody blinded like that for is life. back out in the streets well, it's just not? like bill Ayers. That is, bill Ayers he was, was facing a, a lifetime yeah. he so was facing a lifetime that's unbelievable. he was in for life he was in for life how how in the world would anybody let somebody like this back out on the streets is just mind boggling Obama let him back out. Not somebody. Obama let him back out on the streets. Unbelievable. Well, Unbel yeah, unbelievable. That's well, right. At least Trump will it's have scary. a little bit more money now that we're out of the Paris climate change to, uh, <laughs> to yeah. maybe police some of these. these so things. he's marching today in Manhattan right next to de Blasio. Yeah, so, yeah. by the good, way, I'm sure This get, is the liberals' I'm, choice of who they want to honor as their yep, hero. Yeah. This and national I, terrorist. This I'm guy. sure he'll probably take a quick helicopter ride in de Blasio's private helicopter I'm for sure. lunch after, right? So I mean, think about it. Just last month. Just last month. He has. He's basically said, "Listen, I, I still think that uh, 
you know, colonized people have the right to use, quote, all methods within reach, including and force. The, the left have him as the freedom hero in their Manhattan parade. He just was released. <laughs> he still believes what he believes. Wow. He could very well go out. If there's a domestic bombing and yeah. this guy is, is the one that taught the guy how to make the bomb, right. That's on a, that blood is on Obama's I hands care. directly. It wasn't, it wasn't him. Sounds like it's got a pretty good track Crazy. record. He doesn't doing care. That too. If he yeah. cared, he wouldn't have let the guy out in the first place. Yep. That's right. Unbelievable. Uh, All right. We talked earlier about greed. We only got about three minutes left, so I'm going to get to this clip right now. We talked earlier about greed, and I want to play this this Milton Friedman clip because I think it just you know goes perfectly as if there's no greed in government. Let me just get this going. When you see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you when you see the greed and the concentration of power within, don't, aren't you ever? Did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worse, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to... I'll leave it at that. I'm not yeah, going well to give the rest of it. Wow. down the last 45 seconds say, left right? here. <laughs> what else, what else do you, you say? say? But what, but listen, what makes me so frustrated is that the Republicans aren't talking about free markets That's right. anymore. That's the right. Democrats have never believed in free markets. Yep. I'm not sure the Republicans uh, do anymore Republicans either. Republicans are trying to figure out a way to sad. save Obamacare. A joke. That's right. Yep. All right, that's going to do it for us, folks. If you need us throughout the week, 633-1515. Again, 633-1515. Use us as a resource, whether it's Jay Blanchard, Ron Waskow, Abby Gwynn, Ron Reinstein, uh, John Haberstrow, Mike and I. Mike uh, Hayflick. Mike Hayflick. Jeff Boron. <laughs> so many great folks, too many to list. Uh, give us a call throughout yep. the weeks. Yes, Tom Canavo, new to the firm. 633-1515. That's 633-1515. On behalf of Mike Lomas, I'm Glenn Wiggle. On behalf of Ron Waskow as well, we're the Financial Guys. We'll see you next week right here on News Radio 930 WBEN.